The best things in life are free. Self-work is required to give yourself to someone. That's how marriage happens. Two people bringing their best and worst qualities to the table and mixing it all up to make one big healthy unit. There will be ups and downs, teachable moments and blessings that come from it. But the most important thing to remember is you're in it for eternity and hard work is necessary for longevity. My name is Brittany. My name is Wallace. And And this this is is the the Proud Mary Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Proud Mary Podcast. Yep, what's going on, y'all? This is uh, Proud Mary Podcast, PM25. Shout out to five, rest in peace. Happy belated birthday to DeAndre. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, brother. Um, yeah, Halloween was a smash. I stepped out of town with my man Yates and my man Trey. Had a decent, decent little time. It was only one night. But, you know, got to clear my head in. Where'd you go? We went out to uh, Ocean City. You know, just three of us. Mm-hmm. Dressed as the Akatsuki. I don't know if uh, any of our audience is into Japanese animation and stuff like that. And if you are, and you know Naruto, you know exactly what the Akatsuki are. But, yeah, shout out to the squad. Happy birthday again, Dre. Sounds like a cool, uh, a cool costume. I mean, it looked nice. So I was like, oh, okay, I can actually be that. I know one year you tried to get me to do it, but I was like, eh. <laughs> but, you know, I'll probably do it. I can do it. So I actually like it. So all y'all look nice. And I didn't know you can do, like, shirts because I know Trey had, what, was it Trey? Had a shirt instead of, like, a hoodie instead of, like, a... Um... He had a hoodie because he was later ordering a joint, though. Oh, okay. Well, it worked <laughs> out, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the extra bandana for him. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Yates's, his cloak had a hoodie on it. And, oh, cool. Yours didn't? Mm-hmm. So everybody had something a little bit different yeah. in their uh, in their approach okay. to it. I've seen some people on Facebook with that outfit. Well, oh, actually, really? one person. One, I don't know who these people are, but i seen one person with it on, like, the family. Mm. That was probably about it. But y'all were the only ones I've seen outside of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even at, uh, at Secrets... We saw maybe a handful of other Akatsuki members, but every other Akatsuki that we saw, they were by themselves. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, they didn't really look gang-gang. They didn't gang, want gang. to come, come hang out with you guys? We didn't want them to hang out with us. <laughs> I mean, we I'm just joking. did a couple picture poses with a few of them, but other yeah. than that, yeah, we let that shit be. Got you. Yeah, um, I um, spend, spent my Halloween weekend self-caring it up. I enjoyed my peace. Finally got to binge watch my favorite show, Queen Sugar. If any of you guys are into into that show, y'all definitely, it's lit. So I'm caught up. So now I can finish. I can continue to watch the ones that are recording on my my um on demand. Mm. Did a little bit of coloring. Did a little bit of nesting. Those who have been pregnant or are pregnant or trying to get pregnant probably know exactly what that is. So I was like, there's so much I had to get done. I was watching a YouTube video and I was noticing what how much progress a pregnant um girl that i follow on youtube was get doing and then i just was like dang i didn't even think about that but it's actually very necessary so i was like all right now i gotta get into nesting mode so then i started doing a lot of stuff but i got a lot more to do but it was nice to do it when i felt like doing it in my own time and you know just enjoying myself and then i went to my uh cousin's brunch yesterday um happy early birthday destiny 
her birthday's on the third, so I went and enjoyed her her brunch, which it was nice to have her company, but you know that place is nah. I'm not going back to that. I can't remember the name of the place. That's how terrible it is. But if it, if I did, I would definitely put the name out there because I don't care because that's how bad that the service was. But anyway, it was nice. The food was okay, but I just went for the experience and just celebrate my cousin. So yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, so that was my weekend. I dig it. With the piggyback off that customer service thing, like I was telling you, the hotel, man, that drink, uh, was, the customer service was trash. I mean, the front desk person was okay. No fight against them, but everybody else just chip on their shoulder. Like, everybody had a chip on their shoulder. And it's like, man, it's off season. And this this hotel is far from busy. It's oh, I'm about to say it's probably why they were upset because you said how busy it was down, how, how much it was going on down there. They probably weren't used to that. Like as secrets, secrets was busy, but the hotel itself, mm-hmm. that joint was it was job quiet. The hotel the whole time it was peaceful. I'll put it that way. But the staff, yeah, they just act like they had a chip on their shoulder. Well, like you said, for some reason, I think it has something to do with the pandemic and then people just being out of touch with humans. I don't know, but, like, people are just, customer service isn't the same anymore. A lot of places you go, it's just, like, their training system sucks. Like, you know, back then, they had bad customer services, you know, service out there, but not not this bad. It's, like, everywhere you go now. I mean, I don't know. It's, like... Because ain't nobody uh, doing regular jobs no more. Like, everybody's an influencer or a streamer or, or this or, or that. Or, and so, you know, a lot of these jobs, you got to restaurants. If our business is slow, it's because we're low-staffed and you can apply and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I get it. But at my job, let me give shitty-ass customer service. And then what? Right. I get a stinky-ass little survey. And they try to hold back my kind of progressions and shit like that. So, yeah. I agree. And the place I went to yesterday, it was in D.C. And you you, you know all about serving. So, like, she had, like, three set three tables. It was a table of ten, which was us. Table of six was in front of us. And then she had, like, the rent. Like, there was a table that wasn't, like, a reservation table. So, people can come and sit. So, it was, like, a bunch of dudes sitting there. But they were going to the bar. So, I don't understand how she was so overwhelmed. And then you had another lady who had a whole bunch of tables on the opposite side. So it looked like they were understaffed, too. They only had two good two, two servers in the whole place. But me, back in the day, though, I used to take parties of, like, 20 people, two parties of 20 people, and a table of four people. And, I'm, and I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I didn't make mistakes, but compared to that, I was a saint. Like, I did my, I did my thing back I mean, in the day. Yeah, you was a savage. I mean, what you was telling me yesterday, though, it sounded like they legit hired her last week. And they just fed her to the wolves just because they was understaffed. Maybe. I mean, still no excuse for shitty service, but um, <laughs> yeah, you were a beast when you were serving, though. I'll give you that. Thank you. I always put a hundred. I try to put a hundred ten in everything, and when when you start seeing me do less than a hundred and ten, that's because I'm probably on my way out. Because <laughs> hmm. I'm like over it. But yeah, for the most part, I always put a hundred percent in what I do. Well, so we are. Well, actually, you posted this when you posed a question to our uh, Facebook Problemary Podcast group. Mm-hmm. And you asked, um, what topics would you guys like to hear? You know, what would y'all like us to speak on? And uh, shout out to my man, Twan. For no Twan as well. We both worked with Twan mm-hmm. for a long time, forever ago. So, yeah, but shout out to my man, Twan, for giving the idea of rebuilding trust within a broken home. 
Shout out to everybody else too who commented. We'll definitely get to those again. Oh yeah, one by one. It was but, just um, mainly this shout one out. stuck. Yeah, this one uh, stuck out. I'm not gonna shout those names out, but yeah, I just wanted to let everybody else know that we appreciate you. But definitely, Tuan gave us this um topic and it stood out to us. I guess for me, I don't know. I feel like I can relate to this in so many levels. So, what you think? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I feel like all of the everybody that posted though, they all stood out. Yeah. I put it that way. Um, yeah, rebuilding trust within a broken home can, you know, can hit on a lot of different topics, a lot of different reasons why, mm-hmm. you know, trust can be broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of us are perfect. We're all still soul searching. Yeah. And we're all a uh, work in progress. Yeah, I think that's the key. Those are key words. You got to work on it and make progress. But if you ain't working or progressing, then <laughs> you might need to be single. <laughs> Because, you know, we make mistakes and we ain't perfect, but at the same time, it's all about how you, what effort you're going to put into um, mending the relationship, what effort are you going to put into to do your part in the situation, in, in the relationship, especially when it comes to like trust being broken. It's hard to look at yourself in the mirror sometimes and it's hard to, to accept when you're doing something wrong, but at the same time, it takes work. And so that's what we're talking about today. Um... Yeah, so, I can honestly say, you know, <clears throat> in my days, especially after high school, mm-hmm. living in Greenbelt, I became what my man Yates would refer to as Slurms McKenzie. And, uh, Slurms on Futurama was like this big party guy that was always out at every party, you know, always turning up and stuff like that. That's how I met you. Yeah, yeah, that's how you <laughs> met me. That's I mean, how our courtship I process guess, I guess began. I, I would be considered the same then because I feel like I was out partying all the time too. Like I said, so I met you. Yeah. <laughs> if I was down for anything, you was like, hey, what you doing? Let's go to this place. All right, bet. Same here. And I hit you up like, hey, what you doing? Can you want to hang out? Yeah, I got you. But nowadays, I'm like, let me see. We got to schedule everything in. You know, I'm more of a more mature now, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. It's just, uh, I don't know. Knowing when it, when you get to that, that cutoff point, knowing when you've gone too far, knowing when you've done too much. And so, like, I'm in my mid-30s now, mm-hmm. and I still have that in me, you know. Can you elaborate for them? I still have that, uh, you know, that want to party sometimes, that want to go out. Mm-hmm and be seen and do things. But for how my home life, our relationship is progressing, you know, it's not it's not conducive to uh, what we're trying to build and what we're trying to do. And so with that being said, you know, it was hard to really put everything in focus in my life, what I need to be doing. You know, a lot of people probably be like, yeah, he ain't around. I probably think he's too good, yada, yada, yada. No, that's definitely not the case at all. A lot of self-growth. A lot of uh, habits trying to get to be breaking, too. It's hard for us to break our habits, our daily routines, you know, to become better sometimes. Yeah, but it did start with um, having a conversation. We had to have a conversation. We had we, many a conversations. Many a conversations, <laughs> yeah, but... You know, you have to be heard. Both people have to be heard. And, you know, if you've done things 
you definitely need to have a conversation where you're both heard, you're both understood, and you both find ways, you know, that you can, one, help each other. I'm not going to say change each other because change is something different on just in the word. Now, growing together, yes. Yeah. Um, change kind of, is something you do for yourself. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, okay. Keep yeah, I like that. I like, no, 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 go ahead. Oh, no, that's all I wanted to say. Cause you <laughs> had brought the word up, so I just wanted to elaborate on that word. Yeah, but it's just uh, mainly having a conversation on both sides of being heard. That's uh, mainly what I was going with. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's true. I think that, I think for us to get to a place where we had an understanding of what we want in life now, because I think every every relationship evolves, you might look back from three years later and be like, I actually don't want this for, this for my life right now. I want to do this for my life. And then you have to figure out if both of y'all are going to be on the same page with it. And so sometimes it's hard to try to express yourself I know for me it's hard for me to express myself sometimes when I'm feeling away or if I feel like I see something that I don't like or something that I can say maybe I lost trust in and it's hard to communicate it so I could communicate in many different ways one way would be maybe out of anger another way would be I'm too soft on the situation so maybe you're not taking me seriously another way would be well, I, I can't do, I don't know how long, much longer I, ha- I can sacrifice my feelings because you're not he- hearing me. And it's it's choosing yourself in a sense. And then, I mean, you just, it's so many ways you can go about communicating, but you have to continue to fight. And it's, it's really hard, but, you know, eventually it's all, it's, uh, it's really up to the understanding, like you said, you know, you have to hear me out fully. Yeah. And I have to hear you out fully. And... You can keep pointing fingers, but eventually, you know, I think it, I think pointing fingers healthy is not necessarily a bad thing because you did something to me. That's your, you did something that hurt me. But it's, it comes to a point where it's like, it's not helpful. Yeah. So now what? You know what I mean? What do you do after that? Yeah, man. That's right. Yeah, you definitely have to put everything on the table. And I would say to the person that's affected by behavior and the person that's, you know, affecting somebody by their behavior the first thing y'all both have to do is find love for yourself within yourself because if you're the person that's messing stuff up and maybe they don't you know want to deal with you take you back anymore you know that can't be the crushing blow that defeats you Mm, yeah and truthfully either side you know the person that's being affected and the person that's being affecting like Whatever the case is, you can't let your relationship break it for whatever reason, you know, make you out committing suicide or, you know, trying to murder the other person or anything like that. You have to find that inner strength to keep pushing and keep moving and know that you are, you know, a valuable person Mm -hmm. who deserves love, who deserves to be loved. Right. And even like you said, even if you don't, even if you decide, say, if I decide I can't do this no more, I'm out. That just shouldn't stop your progress because somebody else out here is going to want, you're going to need the, your your new growth for that next person. You know what I mean? So, and for yourself, you know. So, like you said, regardless of what, that doesn't give you a reason to, you know, it shouldn't give you a reason to want to do those things, those negative Damage things. Damage and harm. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and even if it's not like another relationship, another person years down the line, it's still just 
grow and expand on yourself first and foremost because you know you can't make anybody happy if you're not happy within yourself i mean you can buy gifts and just save face but on the inside you be mud and never always be misunderstood I agree. And, you know, while you're conversating and you're getting through to each other, um, I was taught being vulnerable is like one of the best things you can ever do with anybody. Unfortunately, that word makes you think like I shouldn't be vulnerable. Yeah. Or like, you know, they're not going to take me seriously, but like it actually makes you human like you. you, I feel like being vulnerable is more important than putting your guard up because I put my guard up a lot thinking that I'm scared to be vulnerable because the person's gonna take not gonna take me seriously but at the end of the day being vulnerable is about me you're the way you react to it is not my problem i'm being vulnerable because i need you to hear me out hear what i'm trying to say so a lot of times when we put our, our guards up we, we we don't get to the point yeah you know so i think that and when you're conversating about these things and i think for me that might have been for us when our when we had had a bunch of conversations about like you know you wanting to party and stuff like that too much and and I'm the opposite now and I'm like you know we gotta we gotta have have a happy medium and stuff like that. I think I had to get vulnerable with you and really tell you how I was really really feeling. Like you said, we was on our way to the lake that day. I felt like that was my most vulnerable I've ever been when it comes to that that specific situation. I didn't even realize that that's what I needed and I felt like I got a breakthrough and we didn't I didn't yell I didn't argue. I was just expressing how I was feeling and it it made sense. It clicked, you know what I mean? And it's just like that vulnerability is important. You know, you can't be too prideful in your relationship. If you love that person, you love yourself. You need to express from your heart, not just, well, you did this because I do that a lot, but it's because that's how I feel like I, I can only express myself. I'm not pointing the finger because I'm trying to hurt your feelings. I just, in my mind at that time, I think it's rational. For me to do that, because that's how, how can I communicate? If I don't say nothing at all, because I don't know how to communicate, then nothing will ever get solved. So I have to start somewhere. And I was telling my brother that too. I was like, you know, sometimes I do come off uh, in a way, but I, I'm learning that I have to say how I feel when I feel it. And then I'll just clean up my mess later. <laughs> like, if I said some things that it was mean, like, not mean, but if I point the finger and I didn't come off correctly, I at least got it on. I have a conversation starter. So now we can go back and backtrack and I'm not saying that you should do that with every situation but in situations where you don't know how to communicate but you really are trying say what you feel and then backtrack and say well you know I shouldn't have said it said it like that maybe I should have said it this way and that way I'm really not trying to point fingers I'm just trying to express that blah 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 blah. and I was like dang don't feel bad that never helps me not feel bad about how I communicate sometimes just realizing that you had to get it out because if I continue to say well that's not the right way to say it then I'm not gonna get it I'm not gonna say it and then it's going to linger until it gets to a point where we explode. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Yeah, being vulnerable can be, like, big. Yeah. Definitely big. Um, as a man, you know, once again, we hear vulnerable, we may think it's coming off soft. You know, as men, we're taught be strong, you know. Mm-hmm. This, that, and other, always through life, growing up, everything. And then certain people that you find yourself dating... You try to find yourself in that, you know, sensitive or vulnerable position where you're trying to really express yourself. And <clears throat> just like men, we're taught to be this tough. Some of these women are taught that your men are supposed to be this tough. And so they don't give you the same that you think that you receive when you try to, you know, show that sensitive side. 
They'd be like, oh, he's soft. Oh, he's soccer. Mm-hmm. I know you know tricks like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's so it's so sad and damaging to society because it's like, bruh, you, why would you want, like, don't make people feel that way. That's why I'm struggling. Like, I'm thinking of myself as, like, someone who wants to be in a healthy relationship. Like, that's why I'm struggling right now because of your ass. Because <laughs> of your thought process and how you make men feel. Like, don't. It's okay. I don't mind a man that cries. I don't mind a man that expresses himself deeply. I don't mind having deep conversations about personal stuff that you might find uncomfortable. Like, I don't mind those things. That For me, that makes us better. Like, I, I want to know what's going on in your head so we can keep, so we can build together. Like, there's some things that I might not, might be able to help or maybe just be an ear or maybe I've been feeling the same way too. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, wow. How can we move on? Like, it's I feel like it's very healthy. No, no. I, trust me. I definitely agree. Because if you can't you know, fully express and fully show every part of you and your relationship, then you're not being real to yourself and to your partner. Yeah. You know, if you're keeping all of that pain and hurt and you just hide in the darkness to cry on your own, you know, that's just not fair. It's really not. I agree. Yeah, that's why sometimes you do need to sit in your own shit. <laughs> Favorite saying of the of the of the year: "Sit in your shit." Facts. Yeah, I mean, once you get the conversation over with, and and you are, you know, accepting what the other person's saying, you, you know what I mean, processing it. Now it's really time because you can. I could tell you all day long about how I'm feeling about a certain situation. We can have a conversation about what's going on, but until you really sit there and realize, like, damn, I have been acting like that or huh I see where the pattern lies or dang what are my priorities what am I doing with my life right now unless you sit there and be like dang all right you're right she's right I really need to do some work on myself that's that's where the real change begins and that's the hardest part is to sit there and accept that you did something wrong that you're not on the right path that you hurt somebody's feelings or whatever the case may be it, that's the hardest part, but that's the best part because that's when you know you're moving to, to, uh, towards progress. Yeah, and to not <clears throat> sit in your own shit is a form of narcissism. Mm. To really think about that. Yeah. You know, not everybody can really sit back and say, these are things that I've done wrong. That I know in my soul, my spirit, my heart, I have done wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead, you may be that person, you know, that narcissistic person that'll just... Well, these are things that you did that mm-hmm. made me do wrong oh, things. Oh, man, tell me about that. How about that one? Well, that is some real stuff right there. <laughs> Yo, I swear. You made me do that. It's like, yeah, what? Exactly. And, like, what kind of psychology? <laughs> like, bro, we, we ain't in this joint for no reverse psychology, bro. Like, go go somewhere and chill out. Sit in the freezer or something. Yeah, do something. Some shit. Do something because <laughs> the, I, I, that's like a pet peeve of mine when you cannot admit your fault. Like, it's one thing when you don't know you're wrong, because I'm guilty of that. Like, there's times when he'd be like, well, I feel like I deserve an apology. And I'm like, honestly, I don't mind apologizing, but I really want to understand where I did what I did wrong. And that's just me sincerely saying I really don't know what I did wrong. And then once I realize that I, I once I come see where he's coming from, then I don't have a problem with it. But that's, that's one thing. But it's another thing to just not going to accept it no matter what. When somebody tell you about yourself, you just get angry and blow up and you try to deflect. Well, that's BS because every time I'm around you, you always say this, like, get over it. I cheated on you three years ago. Like, whatever. Like, stop. Like, 
you don't trust me now like those things are so mean and just nasty it is like oh you just don't want to admit that you were wrong get your life <laughs> yeah. um if you're dealing with people like that and they're con- cons- consistently doing that and they're not changing um i think you should leave reevaluate it because that's abuse it's different forms of abuse and subtle abuse people don't think that subtle abuse is abuse if you verbally talking to me in a kind of way that's still abuse mental abuse mental abuse it's so many levels that people don't even realize it that's not cool if they're not trying to change or they're still trying to make you feel bad just just leave it it ain't even worth the fight sometimes you're you're more worth it than the other than the other person but actually we'll get to that specific point in a second and you know you pretty much want to you want to change for you first and foremost um once somebody called you out on what you're doing wrong, you guys have a conversation and you guys, you didn't use it in your shit. And it's like, all right, well, I definitely want to be a better person for my spouse, but I really need to be a better person for me. Yep. First and foremost, a better person for yourself. Yeah. And myself, for instance, I uh, told you we've gone through our spats and our battles. Um, and I know I got a son on the way. And I know that I want to be the best father that I could possibly be. You know, this would be our first, this would be both of our first kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every, every single thing, every single thing I do daily, I'm trying to find ways to better myself. You know, even with partying and such like that, nowhere near every night, every weekend, nothing like that. I'll go out of town once or twice, and that be that. It's just like uh, for the regular working world, taking a vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, you build up this time so that you can take a week, two weeks off during the year to just digress. I agree. And um, I feel like if you don't do it for yourself and you do it for the other person, then you're going to continue. Then you... You're going to continue to do what you do, whether it's an addiction, whether it's cheating, whatever it is. It's like I can I used to tell him that, too. Like, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're doing making your progress for for me. I want you to do for you because I don't want him to be like, well, she doesn't want me to drink today, so I'm not going to drink or. I guess I won't go out for my boys because I know she's going to be upset. And then one day you're just like, fuck it. And then you do it. Because you're tired of doing it for someone else. And then you just do go go to, on 10 or 20, or 20. And then we're back at square one. And I'm sitting here like, then I'm getting upset because I'm like, well, you're supposed to be doing it for me. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's not healthy. <laughs> do it for yourself because you're going to be like, well, I guess I could go out with my boys today. But, you know, I might not. I'm not going to come home like extra trash. So it's fine because I'm doing it for me. I want to be a, a good role model. So I'm going to go out. I'm going to let her know, hey, I'm going out. And I'll be back at X, Y, and Z. And you come back and you're doing it for you. So you're coming back as, you know, responsible. Yeah. yeah. That's very important. Um, so make sure if you're changing your habits as to what caused your spouse to lose trust in you, then you need to um, do it for you. Like, I don't have issues with, like, cheating with you and none of that stuff. I, I like, it was just, my trust issue just lies with the the situation we had at that time. You know, it was overindulging. And I feel like I, I too, have have a role to play in, in the codependent thing. Because I feel like 
for a long time, I just went with whatever because I did, you know, protecting you in a sense. Like, oh, well, let's not argue with this, this, and that. But eventually, it comes to a point in time where I had to look at myself, too. Granted, your problem is more visible, but I still have issues, too, that could have, that could contribute to my own pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I have to look at myself and be like, well... I can't stop a person doing what they got to do, but you have to realize that you still got to take care of you first. And that's like the hardest for a codependent person. It's the hardest thing to understand. And I'm still learning and working on that because naturally I just want to jump in and save, jump in and protect, jump in and enable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Naturally I do. But then I find myself angry at the end instead of just saying, you know what, God, please I put this in your hands and I'm still going doing my whole my own thing instead of art instead of making a big making it bigger than what it is because at the end of the day I have to make a decision at the end of the day that has that might not even include you but it is what it is because you know we it's like you so it's like self-work like you say focus on you I have to focus on me yeah and I think that too sometimes sometimes can make a relationship stronger yeah, it's either make you stronger it's, it's, or pull you apart. Yeah, it's either going to make it or break it. Yeah. As I said before, it's, you have to, you know, find that inner love within yourself. Just, just in case, you know, if your relationship does break and you do break up, that you're able to be okay. 100%. Because I've been in situations, and you have too, where we broke, have a bad breakup and it just crushed our, our whole world. And it's just like, well, it was like I had to rebuild myself. I mean, yeah, you can speak for yourself. I've always been pimping the game, but no shame, never been a lame. Anyways. <laughs> um, and so once you guys have a conversation and you realize, like, we need to do something about, uh, change some things around here, then you come up with some type of plan. Um, come up with some type of ideas, plan of action, or, like, anything that, that can move on. Find a solution to your problems now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do moving forward to compromise what are we going to do moving forward to make sure that we have a healthy relationship what are we going to do moving forward to make sure this doesn't happen again do you need to find do you need some therapy do you need space do you need like what is it do you need to find another job is your job stressing you out like what what, what can we do now to move on is there anything i have to change am i too aggressive am i too clingy like what is it you know what i mean and come up with a plan of action because you're not trying to let make you. You don't want your partner to think that it's just like pointing fingers all the time. You want your partner to think like, no, like I'm in this with you. What can we do together to help this, this make this progress? You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, it helps to actually write stuff down. Um, I wanted to say that earlier too. To write stuff down, even if, um, when you're telling the person that you're hurt and how they're hurting you. And, like, writing down examples. And I'm not saying, like, a destroy book or anything. But, like, you know, honestly, things that have happened. Uh, conversations that need to be happened. Things like that. And just, like, you can look back when you're, once again, not trashing book. But look back on that. And that could be, like, a guideline for, you know, things that y'all can do. Like a, a plan of action, if you will that can help you with the uh, process of it. Yeah, I've heard that trash books aren't bad either. Like, are you talking about, like, bashing people? Like, I've heard that, like, sometimes when... Because I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Sometimes when you're, like, angry about something 
or about someone, but you would never say these things to that person. You just write down, I mean, even if you wish death on them, like, that bad, like, you write down all the negative thoughts you have about that situation, that person, and just throw it away. Because you got it out. I guess. I mean, because, like, I've done something like that before in my life. Did it make you feel better? No. Oh. (laughs) No. And, you know, sadly enough, majority of the people in that book all died. Not because I wished death on them or anything. Right, right. But, you know, like, looking back on it, you know, I felt... Bad. Yeah. So question though, to this day. what were your intentions on making a book? Because I feel like my intentions on doing that book would be to release and let go. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's just having a journal. You know, it was back in journal age times. And so it was just having a journal and just writing down, you know, my shit. And then when people would come up in this book, it would never be nothing nice. Yeah. But I also realized, you know, whenever I wrote, period, I was only writing about bad things happening in my life. And so, like, I sat back and I peeped at that. And I was like, yeah, I'm not about to be writing in no more journals or anything like that. Because it's always negative. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I think I wrote about good and bad. But I think the intention of the trash journal, well, you you can call it a lot of different things, would be to release like i know i love you and i care about you but you made me so mad i'm just gonna say all the mean things that i ever wanted to say to you that i would never say to you and just throw it away now i feel better i dig it i mean (laughs) what i was saying though off of it though is like actual conversations because like with us particularly yeah anybody else in the world i can go word for word back and forth with them yeah and have a million different things come to my head just to throw at them at any second but for some reason with you, when we're having a conversation and shit gets real deep and I'm just like at a loss for words and like, it's like you got a stupid elbow. And it's like, cause I don't got. I have people I, I, I do that with. Yeah. So I'm saying like to have these things written down so. You won't forget. Yeah. Gotcha. So when argument's sake does come up. Yeah. Not, not saying that you got to yell these things at these people, but you know, you can come and be like, yeah. And I didn't like the way that you smelled on Tuesday. So, like, yeah. Those are, I, you know, I've always heard that's important. I just, I'm just now getting into the groove of, like, writing all my thoughts down. That's because I'm pregnant and I forget a lot. But it helps because even, like, little things like, like thoughts, I still write down and it helps. But it just, it's an extra step that sometimes I just don't think to take, like, to write things down. But I think it's very useful. Definitely 100% very useful. Indeed. You know. Alright, so as for the person who lost trust, you want to be patient, express the importance of checking and seeing where their head is. Yeah, um, I think for us, I check in with you sometimes. Hey, how's you doing? Where's your, where's your mind at? You know. I lost my mind. I can't find it. I mean, if that's your honest answer, that's your honest answer. <laughs> but, you know, it's good to check in sometimes with your your spouse. So if they cheated on you, then you're like, hey, you good? What's going on? What's your, how you feeling? How's therapy? Is therapy helping? Um, I'm proud of you, you know. Congratulate them for, you You took them back, by the way. So you, if you take them back, then you accept the fact that they cheated on you and you moved on from it. So it's nothing wrong with saying I'm proud of you for not cheating. Unfortunately, it, it, it seems like it's common sense that you shouldn't say that, but you shouldn't took them back then, right? So since you're going to work on your relationship, you might as well, 
congratulate like like i'm proud of you it, you know it, it, am i doing anything is, is there any triggers like because triggers come people do things for, for a lot of reasons and a lot of times it's because they're triggered is there any triggers that i'm doing or you know that you that you've come across lately that might have made tempted you to do that um you know is there anything I'm, i can do to help you know like check in with your spouse it's nothing wrong with it you know i check in with you once in a while some conversations are more harder than our others but I still check in. Like, I might see something that might be so small, but it triggered me to a time where it was small and then it became big. So I'm like, okay, well, let me check in. Hey, when you said this word, it, it triggered me and it made me think about X, Y, and Z. Just want to know where your head's at. Okay. So I, you was you didn't mean like that. Okay, cool. But you're good? Okay. And I want you to know I'm proud of you. You've been doing a lot of work on yourself and I, I see you, you know. So checking in with your spouse after losing trust, after you lost trust in that person, it's 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 okay for you to check in. But you don't want to be overbearing either. You don't want to make them feel like you you just still don't trust them. Like, what you doing? Where you going? Who you going with? How long you going to be? What, what girl's going to be there? Like, okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> Uh, you still don't you don't you still don't trust that person and you have a right to not trust that person but you don't need to be with that person if you don't trust that person fully if you're not ma- if you're not making an effort to trust that person again you know facts I couldn't have said it better myself it's not your fault that your trust is broken remember that because a lot of times the person narcissist well yeah well yeah I don't know what, uh, what I was what I was going with that was uh, you know <laughs> narcissists will make it seem like it's your fault. Yeah, for shit that they done, but go ahead. But not even that. You sometimes like we the people who've lost trust in a person will make blame ourselves. Mm. Well, I he cheated because maybe I gained some weight. I have been in a situation, in a relationship before where I felt like it was because I gained weight that the person cheated on me. Grown, but getting older, you know, after a while, I realized it was it really wasn't about that because he was doing him anyway. <laughs> but but you know when I found out it was devastating, like or. You know, did I, I, it's my fault because I went out last night and I shouldn't have went out with my girls because he really wanted me to stay home. So he just went out and cheated because I wasn't available. Like these are narratives that we come up with ourselves. It's not even had nothing to do with what you necessarily say. I mean, obviously if you're mentally abusive, then that doesn't help. But we come up with these narratives to blame ourselves. And a lot of it is to keep, keep us there. It's like, well... If I make an excuse that he put his hands on me because I deserved it, then maybe I should stay. You know what I mean? We we blame ourselves. It's not your fault that you're, you you lost that you're the person that you lost trust and did what they did to you. So remember that because that's what keeps us in in, in unhealthy situations. You know, mm. and it also keeps you not knowing your worth. So if I'm sitting here blaming myself for what you did, I'm not knowing my worth. I'm going to continue to tolerate it. I know my worth, so if you continue to do what you're doing, then we're going to have to break up because I deserve better versus, well, I was upset and he was drunk and so he put his hands on me because I yelled at him. What type of shit is that? Because that's what women would do. They'll put, they'll blame themselves, you know. I'm sure not just women. I'm sure there's some well, in men. vice versa yes, situations 100%. out there. Yeah, agreed goes both ways. I, I guess I'm speaking on women because you hear more women's stories. But yeah. men definitely get abused too. 100%. Yep. For everybody out there, choose you. Choose yep. you. Self-care. You know, 
I wouldn't be the man I am today without, you know, choosing me and taking care of me. And I'm actually getting way better at that, too. Just, you know, it's... They say meditation and all that stuff can be cliche, but really, man, clear your mind. Just clear the air, clear all dark and clear all negativity. See you, look at you, talk to you. The you that you were before, the you that you are, and the you that you want to be. And I mean, see where, you know, they all meet in the middle. You got to choose you. A hundred percent. Like I was saying earlier, with, I can speak for myself, codependent thing is that we take, we allow ourselves to make up all these narratives in our mind that we have to protect our spouse. We have to, we have to, you know what I mean? Pretty much get, forget about ourselves to accommodate their bullshit. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a balance that you have to figure out. Like, I understand that this person's doing something that's triggering me and making me very uncomfortable. And it's almost like abandonment issues all wrapped in one, but you have to not feel abandoned. You have to figure out how to take care of yourself because at the end of the day, if they're not there, what you going to do? Like you have to still make sure your, your mental health is, is good and not involve yourself in so much of what the other person is doing because you can't stop them from doing what they're doing. They're either going to change for themselves and want better for their lives and want you a part of it, or they're going to keep doing them and keep leading you on because they don't want to lose you. But regardless of what they do, you still got to take care of you. Excuse me. And um, that that could be, well, I already know he's going to be on the deep end today, but I'm still going to go get my nails done. And I'm still going to go to shopping with my friend and we're still going to go out to dinner tonight i'm not going to cancel my plans because i'm going to make sure he's okay because how many times have i done that (laughs) you know what i mean just an example of what you know self-care you i'm still going to do my you know yoga today i'm not going to lay in bed all day because usually i lay in bed all day and be depressed and sad and scared and worried about what they're doing when they're not around me but i'm not doing that today i'm going to get up and do some shit because i'm still got a life to live Indeed. And that's all that I meant by like you know self care choosing you. It's real. It's it's not easy because I'm still working on my. I still when I come, I'm just talking about myself specifically. I still work on all of that stuff when it comes to dealing with issues with people that I love. I I still become that codependent person, and I I'm working on it. You know, a lot of people are codependent and don't even know it. A lot of people are codependent and realizes that trauma is real. And we just have to work on that. And it's not easy, especially when you're used to doing something all your life. It's not easy to break. But it can be um, broken and and it could be um, uh, managed if you continue to work on it. Um, see, a person is going to do what they want to do regardless. And after everything y'all been through to try to fix the relationship, you need your next question is, is this relationship even savable? Mm. Like, at this point, I've done everything I could to save the relationship, to work on what I could. I've given my all. I've given more. I've given parts of me that I feel ashamed of giving because I feel like I deserve to give myself better than what I gave. And at this point, what do I do? What do I have to do? Am I going to stay in this relationship? Is it going to be worthy to stay here? Or should I just figure out how to move on? Because I'm still going to be stuck in the same place. Because I don't see anything, any change in this person. I don't see any change. Maybe he stopped going out for a lot, but that's probably because he doesn't want to hear my mouth. 
but he's still in the house drinking and bringing his friends over and they getting drunk and and throwing shit off the balcony and stuff and and we getting police called on us everything this is not our situation i'm just giving you an example <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i mean it's just like i don't want to deal with this no more so i have to I, maybe I should move out because then I got to worry about getting up in the middle of the night going to the bathroom and he's in the house yelling and arguing with me for no reason. Like, I can't do this anymore. And, and I'm not fighting alone no more. So maybe I, it's, this relationship isn't savable. So let me go ahead and, and, and exit left. Yeah, it's always the toughest thing to do. Yeah. Um, but it, that goes back to self-love. And... If it's just something that you can't, you know, deal with, be a part of, you got to do what's best for you at the end of the day. Um, Even the person, you know, that's that abuser, Mm. you have to sit back and just let that person free. You Mm. know that you're not right. Yep. You know that you need to change. You need to grow, but you don't want to. Or you completely can't. You know, they always... The, uh, what's the statement? If you love something, let it go. Mm-hmm. If it's meant to be with you, it'll come back around. Yeah, it's like uh, when I went to Orlando, Florida. I had my bathing ape shades. And when I was going through TSA, I slid my bathing ape shades in a little side pocket of my Supreme backpack. And the only reason why I'm putting the name out there on the backpack is because the side cut on the trim where I slid the uh, shades into... It's really tall. It's about like a good sheesh, eight inches tall. You know, glass is only about four or five inches at that. But anyway, by the time it went through the little scanner, because it was on my backpack, I got it out the other side, and I had to hurry up and get a little train that shot all the way down to the terminal where my plane was leaving at. I noticed that my shades were gone. And I was pissed. Big pissed. But I mean, at this point, I knew that there was no going back in this little tram car because I was a little bit late getting to the airport, so my flight was about to take off. As soon as I got sat down on the plane, though, I smooth sent the email to uh, MCO International uh, TSA. About a month or so passes, and I get an email back, and they want more information, and da-da-da-da-da-da. So, they found my shades. It was like, all right, yeah, we're going to ship them back to you via UPS, your expense. It's like, oh, great. Awesome. I get to pay for it. And y'all lost my shades. But okay. It was like $22. Paid to $22 or whatever. UPS sends it like three, four days later. Get them back and yeah. They had like a small smudge on the left lens, but nothing major that you could really tell and see. But I say that to say, once again, if you love something, let it go. If it's meant to be with you, it'll find its way to you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just like a relationship, you know, they might be good people. I, I don't think that people, everybody who does bad things are bad people. I think that sometimes it's, a, um, inner, it's an inner battle that they're going through with themselves, but they just, you just happen to be a part of it because you're, their, you're their, their spouse. And... I think that sometimes you just need to give them that space to fuck up and to get better. And, you know, you might find yourself years later like, hmm, you you looking good. You know, what you been up to? You been what? You been sober for how long? Okay. You know, your career is what? 
you know, and you're talking, you're realizing this person actually got the help that you always wanted them to get, <laughs> you know, and maybe we could talk now, you know, and see where things go, and we we living happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, possibly. That's always a possibility. Yeah, but don't wait around and hope that they get better if they're not showing progress after. So I think you should fight as much as you can, but you you'll know when you're you can't take no more you'll know i can't even tell you how to how to figure that out because i believe in fighting for every for your relationship and i believe in continuing to fight but there comes a point in time where it's it's like okay i can't breathe <laughs> like i feel suffocated i can't do this anymore and you know you'll know if it's a time for you to keep it moving but just just be be smart and just be careful and in, in choosing what you decide to do, you know. But ultimately, whatever decision you make, it should be choosing you too. Anyway, if you decide to stay, you chose you. If you decide to leave, you chose you. It wasn't because this person said for the thirtieth time that he's going to change, and he still don't change. Big facts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, thanks, Twan, for uh, that topic. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Shout out, Twan. Did was, your thing with the with the questionnaire. It was very relatable because we have been through something similar where I feel like trust could was broken a little bit and we just had to rebuild it with, you know, understanding where each other, I guess, was coming from and compromising. So that's yeah. why I chose, we chose that one to and start And a relationship with. ain't nothing easy. Nothing's a given. It's always work. Especially 100%. if you want it to work out. It's just like a, a plant or, you know, a family. If you want it to grow, you know, it takes work. Simple point blank period. A hundred percent. Um, I was telling you, I don't know, not, not so long ago. I was like, dang, when we got married, I didn't realize the relationship was this much work. I re- oh marriage. I real I knew a marriage was work, but I didn't realize it was this much work. But it's worth it. So keep on fighting for it. Yep. Seven years ago, to, um, what three days? Mm-hmm. Is when I proposed. That's where it all began. <laughs> Yeah, right on the balcony of Ocean City Holiday Inn Mm-mm. West. Nope. It was. Nope. Okay, well, it was in the in the, in the beach. Yes. In the sand. Thank you. I was thinking about the uh, actual video that I posted after oh, that. Oh, no. But yeah, he posted it. We posted a video because he wouldn't let me record it when he was proposing. Cause, yeah, but yeah, he proposed to me on the beach. I was a little vulnerable. Yes. We're going to throw that word out there. Yes, he definitely was where it was a little vulnerable because I was like, oh, at first he was like recording. I was like, okay. And he was like, no, don't record. I was like, all right. I never said record it. You did. No. Well, you... No. Okay. I didn't want it recorded at all. I don't I don't remember the... the I said shine YouTube. the light. I said I did turn the light, the light on. Light. But um, I never said record. And I was so oblivious. I didn't even realize it. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't realize. I didn't see anything coming at all. That was good. That was good. You got me really, really good. Because I, I wouldn't... I didn't think that that was going to be the case. Until you got on your knee, and then I was like, oh, this is happening. Yep, <laughs> and my whole little joint. And she was like, sure. I said that? No. I was about to say, I really don't remember what I said. I just know what I Oh, was... man, I would have low kick sweeped your legs <laughs> from under you. You would have fell in the water. overwhelmed with um, feelings. I say that. I, I was shocked, and I was happy, and so... I don't know. I can't. I probably was. I probably was awkward when you asked me. 
Very. It's probably why you felt for a long time. Like, she didn't cry. I think I was just awkward because I just didn't. It was shocking to me. Yeah, I went through and asked all of her immediate family members. And they were all, gave their blessing. So. If even if you would have said no, I'd have been like, "But your father, your mother, your brothers—they <laughs> all said yes." <laughs> but it only—that was the beginning. We still had to fight for our relationship. And um, before we leave, I would like to just say that one thing that kept our relationship salvageable was keeping our business between the two of us. We've done an episode on that, but. That was just very, um, this very, one thing that I feel like kept our relationship going to where it is today. Because, yeah, we decided to work on it together and not be getting people involved in our bullshit. And yeah, we're still here. Yep. Shout out to Mr. Darren for that. Um, he gave me that advice well early. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I took that seriously. But um, we want to seriously thank y'all for listening to the Proud Mary podcast for being a part of the Proud Mary podcast Facebook group. Um, All the PM25 people out there, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hope you guys listen back to all other episodes. Uh, Really formulate your own opinion and thoughts and feelings on our content. And I mean, hopefully y'all continue to enjoy it and we will continue to enjoy making it for y'all and for us. Yep, and also, um, if you guys have any other topics, that you think that would be good to discuss. We would love to hear them. So if you don't mind, go on to our uh, Facebook group page, um, The Primary Podcast, and commenting, you can. Um, and I think uh, eventually Anchor has this new thing where you can actually comment on on our app I mean, on here too. So we'll eventually get that set up, set up. I just saw that the other day, so that's pretty cool. We'll get that set up so that we can also conversate with you through here in case you don't have like a social media or something like that. So, um, yeah, until next time, we appreciate you so much. We will see you soon. Well, we will hear from you. You'll hear from us soon. How about that? You'll hear from us soon. And anything else, honey? Stay true. Be you. Be love. Peace. Adios. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find us at anchor.fm, breaker.audio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, radiopublic.com, and Spotify. Also, check us out on our Facebook group page, The Proud Mary Podcast.